Strategic Reparations Task Force has been at work for almost two years now studying, developing reparations proposals for black Californians. That the California State Reparations Task Force has been at work for almost two years now studying, developing reparations proposals for black Californians that can trace their heritage back to an enslaved person. And tomorrow, the task force will meet in Oakland for its next to final meeting. The group is expected to vote on its final proposals that are due out in July. ABC 7 News anchor and race and social justice reporter Julian Glover has a look at the work of the task force to date. More than two years after AB 3121 was signed into law by Governor Gavin Newsom, California's first-in-the-nation state reparations task force is nearing the end of its work and finally answering the question of what reparations could look like. So it's very work-intensive. It's very fast-tracked. I would say we're in the thick of the most challenging aspect of the work right now. Camila Moore is the chair of the task force that has a twofold mission. First, study slavery and its lingering negative effects on African Americans. And second, to develop proposals for remedies for the atrocities of that harm through policy changes and potentially cash payments. Those recommendations drafted at these public forums that traveled the state. We sat down with several members of the nine-person task force to get a better understanding of the recommendations that will be voted on this weekend and delivered to lawmakers in July. But first, let's start with why reparations, why now? You hear lots of folks say, well, California entered the union as a, a free state. Right. Why should California, why should Californians right. be on the hook for reparations? Right. So the idea that California has a role to play in this is, is actually very straightforward. And so when we think about lingering effects, we are thinking about things that are Jim Crow racism. We're thinking about the use of eminent domain in the dismantling of African-American communities. Um, in many ways, to facilitate the development of the state, the kind of principles that were first enacted during slavery found themselves showing up in various ways um, soon thereafter um, and have in many ways continued to impact the lives and opportunities for African-Americans in the state of California. The task force focused on these lingering effects of slavery in its 500-page interim report released last summer. The report details 12 areas to be addressed, from the unjust legal system to housing discrimination, separate and unequal education, to racism in the environment and infrastructure. Of the dozen harms identified, the task force highlights policy changes to address seven areas and a combination of policy and cash payments to address the other five. Dr. Jovan Scott Lewis oversaw the team of economists who had the tough task of crunching the numbers based on hard evidence. We are not giving people money. We are returning monies taken, returning monies stolen, returning right, the monies that have been lost based upon the kinds of dispossession and disenfranchisement. The findings? A black Californian at least 71 years old that can trace their lineage back to an enslaved person could receive up to $1.2 million in cash payments if the recommendations are voted into law by the legislature. That's $966,000 for health harms, $159,000 for mass incarceration and over-policing, and up to $148,000 for housing discrimination. The work of the task force was not to conduct a feasibility study. There's no mention of how these payments would be funded. It's important to note, none of this comes to pass unless the state legislature agrees to adopt all or some of the group's recommendations. How feasible is it, how likely is it, that the recommendations that you all put forward to the state legislature will actually come to be? 
that we don't want our uh, interim report or our final report to collect dust on the shelf. As the work of the task force nears completion, Don Tamaki, the only non-black member of the group, says it'll take Californians of all walks of life to see reparations happen. You know, it's certainly it's a matter of justice, it's a morality issue, and, you know, because I'm Japanese-American, and uh, we know something about uh, being incarcerated, losing our property. Um, I think we have a duty, basically, to speak out. For the countless black Californians who've traveled the state closely watching the task force's work, they say the time to act is now. My great-grandfather was a sharecropper who had 17 children and worked from sunup to sundown and died with absolutely nothing. They took his land and created laws to keep his land. What do you think he would say about you being here today, making sure your voice is heard, carrying on his legacy? <laughs> I would hope that he would be proud enough that I stand on his shoulders, and there are no better shoulders to stand on. Saturday's meeting will take place at Mills College in Oakland. I'm told the final meeting of the task force will happen next month at the state capitol with that landmark final report expected to be released to the public and state legislators soon after.